You're socially distanced, but you're not alone. These are the COVID Chronicles with Jenny Rudolph, brought to you by the Center for Medical Simulation. From the front lines of healthcare, the home front, and other unique perspectives on learning and connecting in the time of coronavirus. Welcome, Ignacio Del Moral, director of the virtual hospital Valdacia in Santander, Spain, associated with the Marquis de Valdacia Hospital. Nacho, you and I have known each other for 16 years. Right. I'm really delighted to be here. Mm-hmm. My name is Jenny Rudolph. I'm the executive director of the Center for Medical Simulation. And Nacho, you and I are going to talk a bit about your very demanding context right now in Santander, Spain. Right. in the midst of the COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm also really interested in having a conversation with you about how we have traveled together really over the last 16 years uh, <laughs> on a journey of learning right. and trying. <laughs> so welcome, Nacho Del Moral. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here with you and chatting with you, chatting with a friend in a very challenging situation. It's like having a light yeah. at the other side of the pound. <laughs> wow. So, Nacho, I know lots of us have been watching the situation in Spain with mm-hmm. quite a bit of empathy and concern mm-hmm. and like to dive in and find out what are the challenges at the Marquis de Valdecia Hospital right now and mm-hmm. how are you making your way with that? Right. So our hospital is in a small region in Spain, in Cantabria. So we have a big hospital in our region right now. We have more or less a third of the hospital with patients with a COVID-19. So, and we expect to have a peak next week. So we are now planning, especially planning the flow for the patients and thinking ahead of the organization of the resources. People, which is critical, clinicians, nurses, and physicians, and also a challenging resource, which are the ventilators. So Mm -hmm. we are now in this context of understanding how we are going to solve the challenge of this scarcity of resources. Nacho, you and I have worked for many years on focusing on how do we create contexts that are psychologically safe for our colleagues to (laughs) learn and try new things. And now we've got a situation where people may be having to make extremely difficult decisions about the allocation of ventilators, Mm -hmm. how they support each other in making those difficult decisions, Mm -hmm. and or preparing for this surge. And I know there's a lot of extremely important logistics and so on. And, you know, you have a PhD in microbiology, so I know you understand a lot of the, <laughs> uh, you know, biology behind the situation mm-hmm. here. But mm-hmm. I'd love to get your take as someone who's been at that hospital working with those mm-hmm. colleagues for, you know, more than a couple decades. What's your take on the psychological side and how your work and the Virtual Hospital Valdecia is helping to support that. Right. So you started the conversation with a word that I really love, which is empathy. 
And so I think that what clinicians need now in this situation is empathy as they are working, they are in a battle fighting against the virus and against the cows. It's like a wave that nobody expected. And so you, you need to control. So they are in a really difficult situation and what they need is a space to talk and space where people, in our case, the virtual hospital, the simulation center is there to understand their feelings, support their emotions, and together work to find a solution. Yeah, I think we are there to listen to them instead of telling them what they have to do. So and for that, they need to feel that they are in a context where they can talk and they, they can share their challenges without any doubt that we won't blame them of anything. Mm. So, Nacho, I've been speaking with a number of colleagues, uh, for example, Katie Walker, uh -huh. who heads the yeah. 11 Hospital, New York Health and Hospitals uh, simulation program, and Albert Chan in Hong Kong, and a variety of other people around the world. And one of the things I've heard is a number of colleagues really feel that they're almost run off their feet. It's so right. very busy. Right. And at the same time, People like you, like Katie, and others are trying to find ways to carve out a moment so that people can breathe and or that there is somebody on the mm -hmm. sidelines or somebody who's overseeing that's advocating for mm -hmm. self-care because without taking care of themselves, I think we're just going to burn through the first-line right. providers. So how are you guys creating that moment or space or how's that happening? We are in the hospital, which is an advantage. We are on campus. So clinicians, when they finish their work, sometimes they come to practice some of the challenging techniques or they practice what they want to do in the future there. And we are there with them. So we, they, they, they have a seat and they, they start talking and talking. Instead of practicing, they came to do they came for one purpose and they finished talking about the situation and venting their emotions. And then the next day, instead of one or two people, there are three or four people coming. And it's like very informal debriefings after the day where they together with us. So yesterday, for example, we had lunch with a couple of clinicians that were at AZV because they were trying to understand a new machine for ventilation. So we had lunch and we were talking for one hour before going home after finishing their work in the hospital. So it's very informal. So that must be the Spanish lunch, right? Exactly. Like some very late time lunch, in the afternoon. Exactly. exactly. Spanish <laughs> lunch, no work during the afternoon. And then they were they're ventilating, they were sharing their emotions, and we were embracing them and sometimes sharing with them some different approaches. And so it was really a very interesting situation where they felt at the end relaxed and they took some ideas from the conversation. So that's mm. kind of 
how we work with them. And at the beginning of the day, it's similar. So clinicians are coming to train how they use the, the equipment, the personal protective protection equipment. We don't talk about the skills to use the, the equipment. We talk about their anxieties, their uncertainties, and it's where they, I think, they, they find a place where we can talk about everything and we try to support them. That, that's, that's challenging because they need, to, they need to know how to use the equipment, but they, they, they talk about themselves and about the situation. So we need to focus then also on the other side. So that's marvelous, uh, yeah. Nacho, that yeah. people are coming for some technical skills uh, and they are getting a healthy dose of right. personal care right. or peer support while they're there. Yeah. Nacho, I'd like to just build on this concept of resilience or peer support and or sources of it, I guess. So mm-hmm. you're, you and your colleagues are providing some caring empathy and conversation. Another thing that I think about is what does each one of us have within us to get through these very challenging right. moments? And um, when we started the call, you mentioned that you're home with your seven kids and your <laughs> wife. Yeah. And uh, you and I met, got really close. Maybe it was 10 years ago now right. when you came to Lexington, Massachusetts with your seven children. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah you were at the airport. <laughs> yes, when we arrived first person we met when we arrived at the airport was it was you so we will never forget that moment when you were there for us yeah right uh well and 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 it was a very proud language moment because i hadn't learned spanish yet uh nacho and i looked up the word for team and so i had this little sign that said equipo del moral exactly uh, team del moral so exactly. i was uh, happy to greet you <laughs> Uh, one thing I've noticed over these many years when we've worked together is when we're at a retreat together, faculty development retreat, which is an idea you invented for our community, which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you often go off to mass, regardless of what <laughs> we're doing. And I've learned over the years that how important your Catholic commitments are to your well-being and your sense of direction and mm-hmm. what's important to you. And I wonder if you would talk with us a little bit about how your beliefs and spiritual life are playing out for you now? Sure. So my faith helps me a lot to see each person in the world as valuable. So no differences around the human beings. That's what I learned from Catholic. In this case, in this situation, it gives me the energy to take care of every person I can find on my way. How can I help you who are in front of me, you are taking care of patients? Or how can I help you who are a patient, you are a patient and you have the COVID-19? It's an energy that uh, brings me, let's say, attention and joy to serve. And that was, it's similar at home. So you have a word, what's a word in English when you are at home and you cannot go go out it's shelter quarantine. shelter in place quarantine oh shelter in place or quarantine right. yeah and como se dice en español so it's cuarentena o confinamiento okay so it's been three weeks at home the nine of us <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, I am the only one who 
goes to work. The other, the other eight, they can't leave the house. So that's challenging. That's really challenging. Wow. The faith helps me also to see each one of my kids as a, a valuable person, and uh, it's yeah, it's a, a lot of energy to love each one of them. So that's how mm-hmm. faith helps me to go through this challenging time. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Nacho, I, I know we have to wrap up. You know, I just wanted to sort of end together a little bit on, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, something else that might have buoyed both of us up, which, at least for mm-hmm. me, has been our amazing relationship over the last 16 years. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, you know, when you came up with the idea, however many years ago, that as we were trying to develop our simulation educator course together uh, mm-hmm. in Espanol, in Spanish, right. and we were spending time translating the course together, and <laughs> you invited all of us to this little uh, pensione uh, at the, you know, in the foothills of the peaks of Europe, clearly yeah. a, a hardship posting. But I think that idea of just taking a time out to connect served our ability to work together as a team so deeply. And um, I feel like there's something there for us as we try to make our way through this difficult time. Right. What are your, what are right. your thoughts on that? Right. So I agree with you. The, the, this pause, we still do the same with, with the team, with HEB teams. Every, once every six months, pause our lives to be present, to understand ourselves our mission, our emotions, why I'm here, what's the purpose of my life here. Because it, 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 it gives the energy, the effort that we'll need to do an excellent work and to serve others. So in these moments, I think that pausing five minutes every day when we have to go to, to work and to serve others and trying to find the energy in us to give others. I think it I think it's helpful. I think it's helpful. And especially now. Well, Nacho, that is such a <laughs> such a marvelous thought, I think, mm-hmm. finding a way to pause to give our give ourselves right. and give others energy. Right. So I'd like to thank you so much for your time. Nacho <laughs> Del Moral, director of the <laughs> Virtual Hospital Valdacia in, in Santander, Spain. Thank you, Jenny. What a great conversation, as always. All right, my friend. It's always great. And I don't take it for granted working with you and having you as a friend, Jenny. Thank you so much. Well, um, I I hope you do take it. I hope you do take it for granted in the sense that I'm always here for you. Yes, I know that. All right, Nacho, thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope this was a bit of an oasis in your day. Remember, you're socially distanced, but you're not alone. These are the COVID Chronicles with Jenny Rudolph. Learn more at www.harvardmedsim.org.